You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. There was an idea. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable people. See if they could become something more. I have an army. We have a Hulk. This is the Marvel Tribe, brought to you by Walt's Apartment Podcast and the Diz Insider. Avengers! Well, hello everyone and welcome to the Marvel Tribe. We are a group of excited and passionate individuals who come together to share our love for all things Marvel. We are brought to you by Walt's Apartment Podcast and the Diz Insider. I am honored to be joined by this amazing group of Marvel nerds. I have Sam and Brianna here. Now, from the big screen to the small print, feel the pulse in your chest so you know you're alive. One team, one love. It's the Marvel Tribe. Marvel Tribe. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. All right, we're talking episode five of Moon Knight. Yes. Oh, my, oh, my God. World status episode. Everything. (laughs) uh, we're going to do what Disney should have done is put a trigger warning on this because there is some uh, discussions of uh, abuse and and trauma that goes on on this episode Um, so a lot of people weren't warned (laughs) about that but um, you you know this kind of goes with the territory when you're dealing with a a DID Disassociative Identity Disorder (laughs) thank you thank you so it really kind of gave us a really in-depth look as the origins of what's going on with with uh, Mark Spector or, or Stephen Grant and stuff. So this episode picks up a just kind of well, it, the opening is a little bit uh, different. It, it kind of opens in like this dark cave, and you hear little boy screaming help and stuff, and then you hear and then you see a picture, a flash of of a lady which we later know becomes uh, as their mom but she's like yelling at steven um and then they show by mark right mark sorry yelling at mark and then uh it cuts right back to where he picked up of everyone's yelling because the hippo walked uh uh to where it walks into the room so you have mark and steven and to where it all screaming all in unison and stuff so that's kind of how it open the scene kind of opened up and stuff so we got a nice little unexplainable glimpse of uh something there's there's water there's a cave there's little boys crying for help and then this mom figure um uh i forgot what the i think i wrote down the note what she said too um she said this is all your fault and then Mm -hmm. that's where everyone screams and stuff so yeah yeah Yeah. it's kind of preparing you like we're about to go into a roller coaster ride here we are about to basically see the genesis moment of Stephen being created. Yes, yes. So because we did find out, as in line with comic lore, that Mark is the original identity. Yes, yes. Indeed. So that was solidified for us this episode. <laughs> So they so they end up screaming out. Oh, it's I wish I watched this episode more than twice, but um, so they end up you know they're screaming. There's you know there's the goddess who is the goddess of fertility and the protector of mothers and children, uh, to wear it, who's an amazing goddess, uh, in her own right. Um, she is the one who is tasked to lead them to, uh, 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 I believe it's called Araru, which is the field of uh, the field of reeds. Mm-hmm. So what happens is in um, in Egyptian lore is if you if your your heart gets weighed by Anubis and if you're on the uh, scales of justice and if your heart is balanced with the feather. You can pass on to the reeds of, uh, sorry, the field of reeds and live in paradise. To where if you're not, 
you are doomed to an internal death, and usually you get eaten by a Nubis um, pet, uh, which is Amit at the uh, in Egyptian lore. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting. But that's she's the uh, guide tour guide to to help weigh their scales and stuff. And so she so she's basically. Um, you know, after they kind of freak out, she's like, "Oh, there's you know two of you," and it's like, "Are you guys twins or something?" And and you know, one says no, and Stephen says, "Yeah, kind of, sorta." <laughs> and so there's there's this kind of brief introduction piece, and and forgive me if I skip over this because I, I think it immediately jumps cuts to uh, them in Doctor Hiro's off in, in his office, right? Mm-hmm. And we see a bruised up looking Mark now. I shared with Rihanna earlier before we started the show that I think that's our first introduction to Jake or, or Scotty, as we've been calling him on the show. Okay. Uh, he has this uh, this very much a fresh bruise on his face, has you know kind of this little bandaid over his nose, like he broke his nose, kind of like into what a boxer would you know have after a, a, a fight and stuff. I really think this uh, his if uh, I was paying attention to his accent the second time around, I was like. It sounds just a little bit different. I know Mark has American accent, but it sounds just a little bit different mm-hmm. than, than Mark Spector's accent. I think that we have the two, you know, the two souls that are in with a to wear it, which is Mark and Stephen, and we have Jake having a counseling session with Doctor Harrell in 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 the in the room. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I could be wrong. I absolutely could be wrong. We'll explore that as we go through this episode and stuff. But um, he he talks. He's talking to him. And he's talking about how his mind is a pendulum that is swinging between reality and uh, between you know going back and forth between reality and I forgot the terminology, but fantasy. Um, um, you know, back and forth. So he is being extremely confused and. He was very interested in something that he said when he was talking about the, um, you know, hippo and, you know, call him the hippopotamus. He's like, yeah, yeah, tell me more about the hippopotamus. Um, he said so, the rhinoceros. He said the rhinoceros. It, was yes. a, it was a hippo. Yeah, it was a hippo. Yeah, he said the rhinoceros and stuff. And he's like, no, it was a hippo. Uh, I think he knew it was a hippo. He just wanted him to be participatory. Yeah. So I think that's a, that's a trick that doctors use to get you to kind of start talking and stuff. They'll say the wrong thing on purpose for you to correct them. And then out you hear you go, you're, you're, you're verbalizing. Um, I know this trick very well. Uh, yeah. David does it to get us talking. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've, I've been, hey, we, hey, there's no shame. I've all, we've all, you know, need help everyone. And I've seen therapy and stuff when I was in college. And so, yeah, I know this trick very, very well. So, um, but yeah, uh, so anyway, he got um, talking. Oh, yeah, no, it's hippopotamus. So, yeah, yeah, tell me more about the hippopotamus. But I was really interested in uh, the, the child, you know, you're talking about your childhood and stuff. And then uh, he mentioned his brother, and that's where he started to kind of uh, freak out and, and, and you know, kind of tries to end the conversation. He picks up the, the glass, um, you know, the little pyramid statue on his desk and, and hung his hand. I thought he was going to shank Doc. I thought he was going to stab Dr. Harrell. Uh, but it looked like he was about to be self injurious uh, with it. And then the, um, uh, he's, so I didn't see him actually push a button, but there's a buzzer that went off, um, you know, uh, for the ordinance uh-huh. to come in. And so they come the in. Yeah, okay, okay. So I don't have experience with that, but, so, uh, but I, heard, I, saw, I heard a buzzer, and I was like, oh, how did he signal that? So the orderlies came in and they grabbed him. He and he started, you know, this was where I think Jake was really being a very weird kind of person. Like everything's good and fine here and stuff as he's trying to jab, you know, the thing in his eye while they grab him and stuff, which is why I think that is Jake. I don't think that was Mark because I think Mark would try to absolutely kill Harrow, not not hurt himself. But I, I, I don't know. So they end up uh, grabbing them and they inject them with something, a sedative, I assume, to calm them down. And then it cuts right back to the hippo uh, to, uh, to wear it. No disrespect. I won't call you hippo again. It cuts back to Tourette, uh, Tourette and Mark and Steven. And Tourette is explaining to them that, um, yeah, they are in uh, the the Great Plains. They're in, they're, they died, basically. And, you know, and they're, you know, she is there to kind of help 
escort them to um to the great you know to the Fields great bills of reeds and this is basically a, their purgatory basically yes and there is a lot of different planes um that you know people see and experience and she even mentions the uh the very famous astral plane which we all got the mm -hmm. uh, ancestral plane ancestral? which is in which is in wakanda which is uh the where the wakandans go in between their you know death um you know um you know they get to see the fields with the panthers and and the past kings and stuff so mm -hmm. and she comment how beautiful that place was and stuff so this actually did a lot to uh, Marvel's world building, even though they're saying this is disconnected. This this actually does explain a lot. There's a lot more different realms and stuff that exist out there. And so so that that was kind of cool. But um, Mark didn't really believe her. He he wasn't he wasn't. He's like, yeah, no, this is this is just crazy stuff. This is what Doctor Harold, you know, was talking about. You know, reality and this and that. And and Stephen looked at him was like, Doc. Dr. Harrow, what? <laughs> and so he's like, Mark is trying to like back away and he goes through uh, this door and he, you know, first actually goes down the hall and he sees the lights in the hallway kind of shift like he's on a boat. And then he goes through this door, which we get an Easter egg uh, QR code. If okay. you guys don't know, the QR code yeah. uh, for this Easter egg is for uh, Moon Knight issue number one, uh, 1980s print. Which introduces Moon Knight's origin story. So, uh, if you guys have, we got a Stephen origin story, and yes. we did get we did get the origin story for the Fist of Khonshu. We did. So he goes through that door that was labeled with that QR code, and he realized he is on a ship that is traversing the sands. Um, that is taking them to uh, their judgment, or they're going to get cast overboard if they're judged poorly. Um, it's kind of a cool little scene. Um, for those who don't know, that that ship also is the same ship that you see inside of the fish tank in episode one. Uh, there's a lot of references of of you know what's happening in the psych ward and what's ha what happened in the previous episodes and stuff. So, and so, yeah, so they're on the ship and then, um, in comes, you know, Steven and, uh, Torer, and she's explaining to him about, you know, uh, the skills and, and she hasn't done this in a long time. So she reaches in, grabs their hearts. Their hearts are stone, white marble. I'm assuming cause Disney is not trying to have bloody <laughs> hearts, uh, and, you know, um, you know, on their show, so they're made out of white marble, and she's like, oh, I haven't done this in a while. I thought I was going to cave your chest in by doing it, but she did it nicely. Yeah. Um, nice job, Torrit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So she takes to the scales, and she sets the two hearts on one side of the scale, and then she pulls out the famous judging feather, set it on the other scale, and it's uneven. So it's not that it's not balanced. It's just it's it's it can't. It's not making up its mind. It's in chaos, similar to how uh, earlier in the series that um, when Harold, yeah, yeah Harold Wade, uh, Mark's uh, or Stevens, uh, you know, Judge the Judge uh, Stephen, he found chaos inside of him. So uh, Tor turns to them and tells them like, "Hey, look, so I don't. I've never seen this before. This is new to me, but I do know." That you know, you know, there's some truths you guys you have to discover about yourself or figure out. And so, inside, you know, inside, you know, she's directing them back towards inside the hospital or through the doors of the ship is all of your past truths. You guys, you know, need to explore and figure out what you guys are missing and stuff. Basically, and, telling them they need to get on the same page and yeah. stop. Stop lying to each other. Yeah, because it's, you know, the, the heart's unbalanced right now, and there's some secrets and doors that are not being revealed to each other. Now, now while saying that, uh, there's a little scene where Mark said, you know, hey, we should, you know, definitely we should uh, kill Tor uh, Tor uh, uh, to wear it and throw her overboard and just commandeer the ship. Um, Steven obviously poo-pooed that idea. So. It's like, we cannot kill a goddess. No, yeah. <laughs> Which is rightfully so, because yeah, that that would have been funny to see them try, but no, that 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 plan would have poorly been executed. Thank so. you, Stephen, for being the voice of reason. One hundred percent, yes. 
so yeah, so they go back into the so they go back into the doors and they're back into the psychiatric uh, ward, and so they are trying to see. Oh, the first thing they see is is it the oh there's the moon knight uh, that's in the bathroom beating or just beating the crap out of somebody we don't really see who he's fighting so we see kind of a partial glimpse in the reflection as they look to the door of moon knight you know bashing some guy and stuff as the fists of conchu and then they um uh, mark goes on he looks at the another door and he sees um steven with conchu uh, reversing the stars, you know, the 2000 years to find the map and stuff. Now, which I thought that was really, really well written because it was uh, Stephen who was just as Mr. Knight and not Mark. So Mark was not aware of what was going on. So he looked at him like, wow, what the heck is that? And stuff. What um, are you doing? Yeah, what, what are you doing? So, yeah, so there's that. And then um, they end up going into another room where all these zombie looking people were and they were just sitting at these tables and stuff um had these little um little uh, egyptian artifacts around them and stuff looking like little dead zombies and uh mark uh told steven yeah these are um you know these are my my victims you know i, I was the fists of conchu and these are all you know he was uh, naming places that he encountered these people and stuff and he's like you know these are bad people you know he's trying to explain to him like i just i'm not a, just a murderer i you know i, I dealt justice so it's, and you know these people were predators and killers and you know you, you you name it and stuff and they you know and so they're walking through and you can tell mark was anguish kind of you know look reviewing his life and stuff he's like you know how you know you you know you you can kill all these people so easy and he's like yeah no it's not he's telling them it's not easy this isn't isn't something you ever forget when you you know you have and he doesn't like he remembers the time the place everything he remembers the details so yep. he's obviously holding on to it yep so he shared that tidbit with uh, with uh, Stephen and opened up to that. And then Stephen on the side and the side of the room sees us. Uh, no, it's a little boy. Now uh, later, that little boy is to be revealed as their little brother. But Stephen never don't know he has a brother. So he does. So Stephen thought that this is this you know another one of your victims and stuff. Like what what the heck is going on? And before Mark could like utter a word, uh, the boy runs off and Stephen gives chase. And he chases them through the hall, and the boy goes in the door, and Stephen falls behind him, and then he shuts the door on Mark. Um, so Mark's locked out of this particular memory and stuff, and then Stephen gets to bear witness to a part of his past that he had no clue about. Um, he sees um, his uh, this little boy drawing a fish, uh, you know, a fish a cartoon that happens to have one fin, like his actual real life fish, and his um, ask he him asking his older brother Mark if they can go to the caves or go to some place and stuff, and them asking their mom, and she's like, yeah, Mark, you know, protect your little brother, and you know, and stuff, and and Mark says that famous uh, line that Stephen used to always say to his mom later, Gators. Uh, mm-hmm. And then she says, after a while, crocodile. Or, or see, after a while, crocodile. Yeah, that sounds right. She says something like that. Okay. <laughs> and then they, so, so then they go off and stuff. And, and so Stephen's putting together that he has a little brother. He didn't know, you know, another memory and another reason why the scales went down because another memory that was hidden from him. So he didn't know he had a little brother. So he follows them and they're going off into the woods. And he's, you know, he's like, I'm going to be this character and you can be uh, Dr. Grant. And he's like, and, you know, Dr. Stephen Grant, I'm Dr. Stephen Grant. Come on, sidekick and stuff. And very Indiana Jones. Very much so. And so then Stephen looks like, wait, Stephen, Dr. Stephen Grant and stuff. And so, so yeah, so they go off into this uh, cave and, you know, it's starting to uh, like a torrential rain pour and stuff. And. The cave is flooding. Yeah, the cave is flooding. And we don't see anything bad. They don't show anything bad happen. But we're left to assume that Mark's little brother, um, Randall's his name, didn't make it out of the cave. And and we do see Stephen running in 
Correct. Into then, the cave as like in his adult form saying, yep. boys, the water's too deep. Get out, get out. But obviously yes. this is a memory that's already happened. He can't change it. Um, Mark and, grabs and, him. Like he somehow gets in there and grabs him and they, they snap out of that scene and stuff. Well, yeah, he, that happens um, at the brother's funeral. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. When, he goes upstairs and he starts going through the different, he's, he's going right. upstairs and walking mm-hmm. through the different memories of how his mom treated him after that. Yes. Um, yeah. Not wanting to celebrate his birthday, completely blaming him for everything. Oh, yeah. And yelling at him at the funeral. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yep. Yelling um, at the funeral. Don't want him there. Just her love for him was just died with his brother, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then that's when we get to the really, really heartbreaking scene where Mark tells Stephen he's not supposed to see it. And we see the creation of what we believe to be Stephen, but I'm going to argue that it's not Stephen. So, okay, well, let's 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 have that, because um, so the moment we see him sitting, you know, the mom banging on the door um, saying, you know, open this door, let me in. Um, He does have that moment where he he's he's having a a, a mental episode. And when he comes out of that. That's not my mother. That's not my mother. That's not my mother. Yes, yes. He's trying to convince himself that it's not her. And and to the point where this new manifestation is created. And this I think it's Stephen because he speaks and the kid speaks in the London. But why would Stephen not remember the abuse? That's the part that there's some question to that and stuff. So I don't think so. I, I think it may have been Jake. I think so. I think three. I think both of those personalities emerged that day, and so what we saw was him saying, "Yeah, I better clean up this room and be tidy and stuff for mom because mom doesn't like a messy boy or messy room and stuff." And then I, this is the part where I think that which they don't show us. No, an, another episode happens because mom broke down the door and got in there and. Despite Stephen trying to be the peacemaker, just like uh, in that fighting scene where he tried to commit, you know, peace in the ring when they went to go see Mo- uh, Mogart, and he couldn't, he couldn't do it, and so he called us uh, Mark back to help him, and Mark um, instantly changed back. I think another, like you said, Sam, I think that's where another personality emerged to take on all of the abuse. Um, well, when you think back to other personality shifts that we have seen in the series, mm-hmm. and you think about like those scenes where Mark and Stephen are both like, I didn't do it. Those mm-hmm. are the most gruesome things. Yes. Oh, yeah. So basically, Jake has had to be the, the one to... He he's he's had to be like yeah the the one that takes the abuse and the one that gives the abuse and, and go ahead. I so I think it has to be that that was Jake. I do have some other things that pointed to Jake when we get to um, further on mm-hmm. in the story, but I, I think that had to be an inter- or the creation of Jake as well. I think we may see that too. Yeah, and I, I'm assuming that the point that I was going to bring up is in the future where I feel like we see Jake again, mm-hmm. um, which yeah, we can bring up when we get there. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree with this. I do. I, I don't want to say, okay. So I, I don't know how to define Jake other than he's the guy who, who takes the punches and doles them out. Yep. Um, Steven was created to be the protector of the heart. You know, and and keep that that really nice pure, yeah. You know, he's he's that, and and Mark is the the actual person who needs this intervention from both Stephen and Jake and stuff. So, um, and they both complete him. So, yeah, I that's I guess how I sum that up and stuff. Even though we don't have any confirmation that this other personality exists, but we've gotten plenty of clues. More, we got more clues than we got that Mephisto existed in WandaVision. I mean, yeah. So I would be extremely, 
I, I would hang up my Marvel hat if they're like, yeah, there, no, there's no, there's only two personalities. I, I'm like, okay. Yes. Well, did you see the, all the yellow taxi cabs throughout the episode? Yeah. Oh yes, absolutely. Is so to, in the comics, yeah, Jake yeah. was the taxi Jake cab Lockley driver. Jake was a taxi driver. Absolutely, um, he chose that profession so he can hear. You know, he's he's kind of close to the streets and he can hear about the actions and what's going on and stuff, and it helps him fight justice better. So yes, one hundred percent, they know what they're. Yeah, Jake is here. Um, Scotty, as far as I'm concerned, because that's what the um, I'm. I think it's Scotty who asked that girl out on the date in the museum. I- Scotty, yeah, Scotty from the museum security Scotty. guard, their best buds and stuff. I'm just saying, but so it's Scotty until otherwise. That's the place marker and stuff. But um, uh, I'm sorry, we lost track. Uh, where are we at? So creation of Stephen, and then yeah, so Steve, so Mark took Stephen from that. It's like I, I can't, you, you'll need to see this. You can't see this. Um, um, you know, Mark and uh, I think Stephen and Mark had. Uh, um, was this where they had that that conversation about this is not your fault? You know, you're only a kid. Um, I believe that that is what happened. It's either now. here or after we reveal about the mom at the end. I don't remember though. Let's see. Um, so then. They end up, uh, so they're back in the hospital, and yeah, so yeah, so they're just kind of you know, the, the yep. truths, their truths past and stuff are being revealed to one yep. another. Then it, um, god, where I am there's lost, so many jumps. there's so many jumps, there is, like there from is. them going into the hospital and then into the, the ward with um, Dr. Harrow. Yes. Um, but I, I was like, I know, then we start kind of going into his life after he created Steven, like what he did. Um, like his mercenary work and, and then, yeah. well, then he was in the, what, the army or the military of some sort where yep. he went into his fugue state, which I was considering that Jake or Scotty. Um, <laughs> yeah. He, then, then, he, um, he linked up with, uh, yeah, with, uh, with the mercenary. Uh, and then, guy. yeah, that was, he said the only work that he could get after, going off like that in the military yeah so they yeah so yeah so they have that uh and he, he links up with the guy who god why i, I am missing his name um it's not bone saw <laughs> oh my um yeah wow okay well oh uh, yeah i don't remember i, I just... okay so his mercenary friend, uh, they linked up and they, they sh- you know, they, uh, he talked about how, you know, what went down. Um, he tries, you know, to uh, stop all the stuff that was happening. He couldn't, obviously, and he ended up um, getting um, left for dead as well, too. You know, thought that he was going to be the, um, you know, the victim of. You might. My back. Yes. So. All right. All right. Yeah. So. So yeah. So um, they show the scenes where uh, he is crawling in front of the. St- Was it uh, Jean Paul Dujamp? Yes, but what is his? His he has a Nope. Nope. Not him. Um, oh, Bushman. Bushman. Bushman, thank you. Oh my God, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. the Bushman, yes, it was his, yeah, his mercenary buddy, uh, Bushman. So yeah, Bushman left him for dead and stuff, and he's limping along to the, uh, to the statue, um, where uh, he goes before uh, he sees Kanchu, and he's about to, you know, Mark is about to put the bullet to his head. And you know, just end it all, you know. And Kanchu speaks, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I wouldn't do that if I was you. I see, you know, all this torment inside of you. You obviously have a, you know, you're fractured, and I think you would make for a great, you know, one of my, you know, be an avatar. You can be the fist of Kanchu. Yes, and do you know, just you give yourself over to me. And so he agreed to that deal." And when he did that, uh, Kanchu healed him, and he turned into uh, the Moon Knight, right, right then and there. Mm-hmm. My now, Moon Knight is what I think. 
Yeah, <laughs> he moon like knight. owns him my moon knight. Yes, like, you okay. are now my moon knight, like a yeah. chess player. Um, they see. I know we're gonna jump around, but I I don't care at this point. So they end up back on the they're on the ship together. It's uh, Steve and Mark, and uh, Tuart uh, is you know there's some rocky roads that happening and stuff. And we see all these these uh, lights like h- hitting the sand, and what she says is like these are uh, souls being prematurely judged, and you know there's chaos going on. I've never seen this before and stuff, um, and so this leaves us reason to believe that Harrow actually broke Amit free, because yeah. Amit said okay. she wouldn't. You know, or not Amit said Harrow said when Amit's free. Uh, people are going to be glorious, people are going to be judged, and you know, we're going to you know, rip people out by the roots. So, if they haven't, if they've done evil, they're gone. If they're about to do evil in the future, they're going to be gone. You know, it's like ripping it, uh, ripping up the even if they're a a child and they might commit a crime in 50 years, yep, they're going to be gone. It's like cutting off a bad limb. So we see that manifesting with all these souls not getting an opportunity to be judged properly and going straight into the sand pits and just, you know, they don't show them dying, but they show the shoot like shooting stars being plucked from one plane into this, uh, this ast- you know, into this plane of the, of the duot. So, so yeah, so we can say it's safe to assume that Amit is around. Don't know what Amit looks like, but she's on earth right now doing her thing killing people or purging people um so meanwhile uh you know there's their scales are still un- unbalanced a little bit and then the dead starts are the dead from uh mark's past starts to climb on board to take him into the duot and this is you know his mercenary mark's- victims Yes, Mark's trying to fight him off by himself, and Stephen, who's always been afraid to fight because that's not his thing. You know, he is a protector of of the of the good things that you know embodies Mark. Um, he decided, I I I serve as as a protector. This is what I do. He's so like, he, if I if he can do it, I can do it. Correct. <laughs> so he picks up saying. a bat and he starts swinging away and turning these uh, mummies into the sand from which they you know, came from. I'm a cricket from. player. <laughs> <laughs> he says six, yes. For those who don't know, uh, instead of saying home run from knocking the block off that guy, he says six because that's what they do when they score a home run in cricket. They call it six. So I didn't know that. I'm not a cricket fan, but, you know, it's, I mean, nothing against cricket. It looks like a very interesting, you know, mint jubilee sport you know mint <laughs> uh, jubilee <laughs> I, I don't know do they drink mint jubilee is watching cricket and stuff maybe uh, shot of vodka sport I guess um, it's probably like tea and crumpets it, it could be I, I like to think they're sports they have some alcohol there maybe warm beer because they don't have ice over there <laughs> but <laughs> okay tangent let's go okay so the mercenaries they don't have ice so but yeah so yeah so anyway uh the you know last guy is trying to take mark over and steve uh uh intercedes and grabs him and you know takes him off of mark and ends up falling off of the safety of the ship onto into the duot into the sand where oh my god we get to see him turn to stone right before our very eyes as he's reaching out like Crawley does <laughs> the statue guy um, as he's reaching out into the air, uh, calling his last words for Mark uh, as, you know, as a ploy for help, a plea for help. So Mark's unable to help him and the ship continues to go on. And this is where we get to the part where uh, Mark is actually in, you know, uh, to where it says you're, your soul is balanced and he kind of like in a dream state, he's in the, the field of reeds. He's in the Araru. Uh, I know I'm butchered that word, but I had to try at least once in this episode, uh, the Araru, which is called the field of reeds. And I believe that, is that where it is that where it ends him walking around in the field of reeds? Kind of. Well, we, did we get to the part with um, where Steven, finds out that his 
that mom's actually dead. So did we talk about that? Did we talk about the funeral? We didn't talk about that. And how he's been calling. uh, So Mark basically admits to him that, you know, he's been Mm -hmm. calling his mom and she's been gone for months. And that was kind of the moment that um, basically broke down the veil between them and Mm -hmm. allowed them to interact more. Um, And I actually think that in that scene, when we see the flask, we see him taking the flask and, you know, hitting his knees. I think that might've been Jake again. Mm Mm-hmm. Because there's a yellow taxi in the background. Yeah. Like refusing yeah, no. to go in, the, in all black, standing there refusing to go into his mother's funeral. I think that might have been Jake. Yeah, I think you, I think you might be right. So now I want to, I want to kind of circle back and bring. So uh, Brianna brought up an interesting point because um, um, I was, me and her was having the same conflict, but I was doing, I was trying to do the mental gymnastics to make it make sense. But she was right because um, she was like, well, if there's three personalities. And, you know, because they all have like different sections of, of this one, you know, this one person. Why would, you know, only two hearts be there and be enough to balance, you know, the, you know, the feathers of uh, justice or scales of justice and stuff. And I thought I thought the exact same thing. But I knowing me and how I like rabbit holes, I decided to like I asked the question in a different way. I'm like, well, how can we make that make that true? And so what I came up with was that uh, Jake is, you know, unlike Mark, um, who so Mark created Stephen for the purposes of segmenting part of 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 what's going on with him psychologically and stuff. So the, so that's why when he was going he through was those a security doors, blanket. Correct. He didn't he didn't he wasn't clued in to everything. He wanted to keep Stephen pure and you know a, a nice guy and everything and so he couldn't let him know about that he had a brother or that his mother died or any of it. so he segmented he built a wall around mark uh, i mean around steven to have this very closed off uh persona and stuff which which actually manifests itself we get to see the sweet caring guy and stuff who you wouldn't ever thought had an abuse of troubled past but jake jake's seen it all so there was no secrets that Mark kept from Jake. There was nothing. There's nothing for them to square and stuff. So it would make sense that the hearts that needed to, in the person, you know, in, on on the judgment table, would have been absolutely Stevens, you know, uh, Stephen and and Marks, because Jake is was the overseer of everything. He was there for the bad and the good as well and stuff. You know, I, in fact, I'm willing to think that Jake tr- is the one who probably killed the fish by accident and tr- and went to the store to replace it. Yeah, and I, I, um, while Stephen and Mark are aware of each other, I don't think that either of them are aware of Jake. I don't think Mark is aware of Jake and like hiding that at all. Jake is the only one who has the awareness of all. Yep. Yep. I think, I think actual physical, I hate to say this, but I think actual physical abuse, uh, is what, so Mark created Steve physical abuse or the reaction to it created jake so jake so mark it wasn't like someone like mark's like hey there's this guy i know who's this you know you know tough guy i'm gonna create him to protect no he created he mark absolutely created steve that's why he's aware of steve but neither one of them you know uh created jake jake was created created out of of, yeah fight or flight that state that he was in mentally created this guy who sees it all who's aware of everything and what's going on so so that's probably why they're they're the primary protector of the system yep 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 so they all play their roles and stuff and this kind of reminds me a little bit of uh of the movie split by m night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh there was you know there are some guys who were aware some of the personalities that were aware of each other but then there was another personality that they only hear about like it, you know they you know they were told like there's this you know he's this and they made him into like this big mythos um you know you know monster and stuff because they didn't really know what that personality was because the only hurt, you know, there's fragments of the personalities talking to each other about what this was. So that's what I, I, I kind of pictured this was that, that, that Jake personality or Scotty, Scotty, it's Scotty, um, came out of, uh, uh, uh something that happened to them. So, but well, remember the scene when we initially, um, brought up that 
Scotty, as we mm-hmm. were calling him because of the joke, yeah. um, was that scene when they were overlooking the temple and he stood up and he had the alcohol. Mm-hmm. We've not really seen Mark or Stephen drink. Correct. Yep. To soothe their problems? No. So the two all. times that I've seen alcohol in their hand mm-hmm. are the two times that are two of the times that I believe that it was Jake. Yeah. Yep. I I agree. I agree hundred percent. And I, I really think it makes it would I think it makes sense that all three of them would exist if they if they're dead, you know, or if Mark got shot and it's dead, you know, which is where they're in the duot realm, then all three of them would be in that realm. And and I, here's what this is going into predicting. So spoiler, if you don't want to hear predictions, but um, I think in that that cast the casket, the tomb that was rattling in that other room was Jake. And Jake managed to get himself out of it. And those orderlies caught Jake. Jake got into a fight, basically, and was brought to Dr. Harrell. And that's who we saw. We saw Jake with the bandage on his nose uh, in that room. And I, I you can't convince me otherwise. I, I think that absolutely is is Jake's uh, was, was the Jake personalities. Because the three of them do exist and are trying to figure out what's going on into this weird world and stuff. And so that's, I think that's mm-hmm. why Jake was freaking out the way he did, because that was very, it was, odd. it had, it was super odd. I don't know about you guys, but it was like, this is his accent is really prominent and kind of changed a little bit. And when he's saying, Every, I'm fine, I'm fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. And he holds up the thing like he's going to hurt himself and stuff. I'm like, I don't see Mark doing that. Mark absolutely would fight you and stuff versus like try to take himself out and stuff. Yep. Also, Uh, why do you have a pointy object in a mental uh, health office? In an asylum, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. (laughs) I was like, that shouldn't be there. Well, yeah, let's let's talk. Let's dive into the weird things that we saw in this asylum, because I was proven right that um, when they were at Harold's neighborhood and they were chased into by the jackal, um, that room that he said, this is the the magicians, a mad magicians uh, man cave. That's the office that they're that they're in. It's just painted white. It is. I looked, checked it out, verified it. it is true. The other thing is the 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 the. not doctorate. Uh, the the uh, when you graduate, license. Your, your, your diploma or license yeah. and stuff. It just says, uh, uh doctor of psycho uh, psycho psychiatry. No school, and it's not even signed or anything. It's it's like no signature, no nothing. It's just it's just there. So there's just some a lot of telltale signs that just it's just inconsistent with what a real. You know, this is not the Putum, what do you say, Put, uh, Putman Psychiatric Hospital in Chicago, which is actually strip, straight from the comic book. Putnam, That's yep. exactly, yeah, Putnam. So, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely, it was interesting. Um, uh, all the little inconsistencies. Uh, the the pin, believe it or not, here's a, here, this is a weird Easter egg. I don't really know why, but it's in it uh the white pen that dr harrell has on 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 him that he writes with it's the exact same pen that hr had uh the white is a white pen so they perp they are purposely uh obviously for our benefit um you know building these things out i still this is why i go back and forth about is he really dead or is he really just this is all part of Yes, he really is in, in the institution stuff. And, well, and yeah, because like I would think that if Harrow is trying to convince him that he is in an asylum, mm-hmm. that Harrow would take those things like the HR pen and he would take the other things that he's seen before mm-hmm. to kind of make him seem like all these lives are blending together and it's chaos. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I really don't know. What do you guys think? Is he dead? Um, so I I can tell you what I would like. I would like it to go. Yes, I would like him to be dead and Conchu resurrect him. 
um, versus this is all taking place in the hospital because then it gives more credence to what the uh, uh, cr- the creators of Marvel uh, Studios saying how this is a little bit disconnected from the rest of the Marvel universe. If he's just a person, then this is inside of his head, inside of a of a mental institution. He's having just a, a mental break. Uh, I would be extremely heartbroken and sad if if that's the case. I want this. I not that I'm rooting from the die because I do want you know obviously I want Conchu to be real and Conchu to bring him back to life and stuff and he yeah. is the actual Moon Knight mm-hmm. but, and I'm rooting for that I'm I, you know I never said I, I hate the fact that I'm like yes I'm rooting for this guy to be dead versus <laughs> locked up in you know a mental health ward so no but my- I completely agree it's like you know you know that the story can't end there mm-hmm. like we can't just have. Um, it unleashed and Harrow doing goodness knows what. Yeah. So like, and, and I don't know if you saw the Diz Insider posted today that we've got pretty credible evidence that there will be a second season mm. of so, Moon Knight, despite them telling yeah. us it was, it was not going to be. So, Okay. I know this evidence and I know that because there's some changing of, of wording on, on the Twitter sphere from series, you know, to season finale. Um, and yes, when you use terminology like season finale, that usually means there's multiple, you know, seasons is representing of, of, of multiple things. A series is just like when they're putting some out, it's a limited series. It's one division. It's one it's off. Done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so them saying initially series finale, then deleting that and putting up season finale. Yeah, I, I won't say it's concrete, but it's absolutely it's enough. Pretty suggestive. That we yeah. are, we may get a second season. Of this and season. I am here for it. You actively change Maybe. language, then it means something. I like I, I mean, I was telling David before we started that I was like, there's, and I feel like this with every Marvel series that there's always way too many questions left for the season finale for the finale. Like I we say that all the time. Like yeah. I was like, they can't do this all. In one. Yes, so I would be completely fine with another season. Yeah, I, me too. I I just. <laughs> I want the season if if it turns out that you know we are not inside a uh, psychiatric ward and and this is not all inside of 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 um, Mark's head. I want a second season if this is absolutely like Mark's dead. Uh, somehow Conchu gets resurrected and stuff because maybe Layla gets you know uh, you know uh, to wear it you know because because Stephen did ask to wear it to go find Layla to help help uh, help free. Conchu uh, to save to save Mark, um, but I'm hoping that's the case. I hope that is is because oh man, I'm I'm not prepared for. She's for like, well, we're gonna to have to go life. through the gates of Osiris. Yeah, so yes, she has to convince us. I'm looking forward to seeing what um, it looks like, uh, Osiris. What's but that's what's, the thing is like to where it saw the mm-hmm. prejudgment and, mm-hmm. and the persecution of those who have yet to do wrong, and. If she were to go to the other avatars and gods and say, this is happening, this is what, you know, you were warned about and it is happening, then, you know, they can unlock Khonshu and. uh, Maybe. I mean, we don't, we, so here's my thing. All those gods can be, gods can be imprisoned. That's what they very much showed us. That's a possibility. And they showed us it happening in an action. So. What if part of Ament's thing is to imprison those other gods and stuff so she can have full reign over, you know, I mean, so there's no one to really defeat her. So then it'll turn out we get to to see an Egyptian god war. Yeah. Because that would be amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Season two is an entire Egyptian god war with their avatars. And somehow, part of the What If series, we get Party Thor, who comes to Earth in the middle of this Egyptian god war because he's a god himself. And no, no, I'm just, I'm just saying, I there's please I, do I, not I, mix as guardians with the Egyptians. Well, actually, they're they're all they're all part of the the. the well, they're all realms, celestial so beings at this are, point. They're, they're god tier celestial beings, and they rule over their own realms and stuff. 
um, just like with the Eternals and everyone else, uh, there's these different level tier of beings and stuff. And just so happens that, uh, you know, the, the Ennead choose to, you know, do what the Eternals does is just to watch. And oh, we did forget happens. something. So, Mark is Jewish. Yep. Yep. Mark yes. is absolutely Jewish. Um, and the they Shiva. Did, <laughs> yep, they did. They did stick to this, this fate. And they did a very good job at that, too, because uh, they did uh, for the brother when he passed. You know, they had the it's called the Shiva, the the, mm-hmm. the, the funeral. The funeral. And, and mm-hmm. you'll notice like on, on the, you know, all the mirrors in the house are covered and draped over because you're, you're supposed to be in grieving. And there's something to do with not, you know, a vanity of seeing yourselves. And and so it really was sticking with traditions. I don't know too much. So I, I'm trying not to speak. Like an authoritative uh, manner about uh, Shiva, but they, I, from what I've heard, they've done a very good job showing what that would look like and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. So that was just um, another another thing we learned about Mark that you know is pretty in line with the comics. Mm-hmm. So, so you want to talk about predictions here? We got like 10, 10, 10 more minutes and stuff. Let's go. All right. So, I I predict. So here, here this is. So we we already pretty much discussed, and we all kind of talk like, yes, there is a third personality. But here's the thing: I'm gonna make a prediction. The personality's name is gonna be different. It's not gonna. And I, I'm sorry, I'm I'm really stuck on this placeholder. I think his name is Scotty. I I I'm gonna I would absolutely love his name to be Scotty, but I, I think they're gonna go with Jake. I am here for it, just like I want you know uh, Mobius to get a, to write a C a C do. I want his name to be Scotty, not Jake. Jake for the comics, Scotty for for the show, for the live action and stuff. They already changed Layla's name, so they can do this here. Um, so yeah, I think sure we're gonna can. see we're gonna see the third personality, and it's gonna be Scotty. Could be Scotty Lockley. That sounds weird, but no, it doesn't. I actually like the ring, Scotty Lockley. Scotty Lockley Scotty doesn't Lockley. sound like a badass, really. Yes, it does. <laughs> like Bucky Barnes. That's not it's like that doesn't elicit. Wow. Scotty doesn't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here for Scotty. I think I so I'm making a prediction that we're gonna get Scotty. Um, so not only we're gonna get the third personality, but the name. So I'm really that's a laser prediction there. Um, any predictions from you guys? Um, for the I agree now? that we are gonna get the third personality, but I don't think that Steven or Mark are gonna get the third personality. Oh, oh, so we're think, like as like a as the, the as the audience, we are okay. going to get the third personality, but they're gonna be left in but, the dark. They're going to be left in the dark until season three or season oh. two. I mean, season two, okay. all the way to season three. I'm going, I jumped all the way to season three. Go into season two. And I do think we are going to see Amit, but okay. we are not going to see Amit be taken down yet. Ooh. I would agree with that. Okay. Do you I, think you will see? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Brianna. I, can't fully say this with a lot of confidence, but when I, I keep thinking about it when you last week talked about Layla and mm-hmm. potential character for her. I forget is it red red scarab? The Scarlet Scarlet Scarab. Scarlet Scarab. I yes. knew it was something with the color. Um I feel like we might see an inkling of powers. I don't know if it's gonna come from another god, like as an avatar, to oh, either like pre-conchu or something like that to get Mark back. Okay. But I, I when you talked about that, that's all I can think about. I think I'm more of a, more of a hope than it is a prediction, but that is what I've decided. So uh, I'm I'm here for that. Here's here's my this, and so let me let me add this real quick. So there there's been um we've been for the Disney Plus Marvel content. We've always been te- we've we have been being teased with these side characters like uh, the new Falcon. You know when uh, Falcon gave his wings over to the new Fal- who takes the place. Mm-hmm. We all know the same name and everything else, but we don't see him don the suit or uh, you know the the you know uh, Wanda's kids. We don't really see them kind of fully emerge into their to their powers and stuff. Um, you know, we even had some God. What was the? I don't know if there was a another superhero reveal uh so much in the um 
no, not uh, Hawkeye. Uh, Hawkeye one. I wanted to. There might have been, but we get we get those like, hey, this is the this is that person, and we're we're pretty. I mean, name matches. The clues are there and everything else, but we don't get the big payoff. So they leave us hanging. So I want that to happen. I want them to finally be like, we have to pay this off for them at one point. So yes, let's That's make something. Scarlet scare up a thing and give her powers and let her show off those powers. But, I would I love, would have I would just love like a sprinkle that. of power. Like, yes, I would love that to see that she has some power and that mm-hmm. to be like the big reveal. Because I don't want, I don't want to see them take Amit down yet. Honestly, I want mm-hmm. there to be another season, and I think that we need that character arc like to keep going. Mm-hmm. I don't think if I think if we have Amit down now, then it kind of doesn't lend itself to a furthering of the series. If that makes sense, but I would love to see her show up with some some Scarlet Witch type powers, <laughs> but in, in Egyptian format. Yeah, right. okay. I would love that. So, I think I think that Marvel's been pulling the wool over our eyes, and they're going to give us a cameo. And so, I have a prediction for the cameo. It's going to be one of two people. Uh, it could be completely off base. I don't know. Really Namor. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> so kidding. here's here's my here's my two here's my two people. It's either going to be um Blade. We we got the voice of Blade in the Eternals and stuff, and there, you know, there, there's the scene in London and everything else, uh, with the museums and everything. Or we're gonna get uh the Black Knight. Because the Black Knight at the internals decided to grab the sword. Well, we know he grabbed the sword and stuff. So we get we get a little cameo from um, I can't remember his character's name, but him, but the guy who plays Black Knight. Uh, so those are my that's my two or third one. I'll just throw this off there right off the cuff. We get we get Ghost Rider. Uh, Ghost Rider. Say, you know, well, you know who uh, you know who his bestie is in the comics. Daredevil. I I know we're not getting Daredevil because Daredevil I know we're not is She Hulk, and they could not wait to to you know get that out there and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. This would be an amazing. That. No, you're right. This would so be we could get Daredevil character. in season two. That absolutely is a possibility. They're, they're not revealing anything about you know they because haven't Moon Knight. Moon Knight and Daredevil are like. Super tight in the comics, aren't they? Like they're clo- super close allies. I don't say they're super tight. Uh, Daredevil have more of a, a, a ethical thing that kind of keeps him a little bit distant from Moon Knight because Moon Knight is kind of a, a un not unfair, uh, unforgiving. Yeah, fist <laughs> uh, of vengeance and stuff. Like that's why he is compared to kind of like Batman. But he does do he does fight the good fight and stuff. And so Daredevil do respect that. But I wouldn't say they're I wouldn't say they're besties and stuff. They're they're good they're good work colleagues. Yeah, they're they're, they're water cooler they're water cooler buddies, superhero who allies. Eat each other's food when they bring the potluck and stuff. So, but yes, no, they're they're good. They're they are allies. They do fight together numerous times and stuff. Um, so yeah, and then you know we got the Midnight Suns. Um, you know, we got the Dark Avengers. We, you know, we have a lot of team ups and stuff that Moon Knights are a part of and stuff, and mm-hmm. including with some of the things that we're gonna see in Doctor Strange too, which is why I believe we may get a Blade um, cameo or a Black Knight or even, a, you know, Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the Dark Avenger stuff is literally just rolling out at us, like. It's it's there's no getting around it. It's coming. There's so many team ups that they can do. I mean, yep. yeah, setting the stage for all this stuff. But uh, but yeah, so that and I don't. I'm yeah, like I said, I'm I'm rooting I'm rooting for it to be the dead thing versus the in the mental institution thing. That's, I that's, agree. That's, yeah, that's, same. That's it. And I'm the asylum I'm, was their purgatory. Was my hope. Right. I'm going to watch the Midnight Showing tomorrow. Even though it comes out Wednesday for everyone else, it comes out midnight here on the West Coast. Yeah, that's 2 a.m. here. I don't, yeah, that's still the that's still Wednesday. So midnight's still kind of tomorrow night for me. So, yeah. well, don't spoil it. <laughs> Wait till I can watch it. 
Oh, I, I may I may drop an emoji in the chat, and that's <laughs> it. I won't say any words, but yeah, but I'm I'm loving it. Uh, it, it really was. I I was incredibly sad to watch Steven just perish like that because I I like that. Oh. that dude was a sweet guy. So I wanted him to win. You, you know, get the girl. You know, then, but that's not. He's not the real personality. But that reminded me, um, you said it in the first episode, and it was the very first episode of Moon Knight, where Steven's talking to the little girl in the museum, and yes. she goes, did it, or were you upset when the snow that you didn't get it. And, Yeah, <laughs> you, you didn't, didn't get, get to make the field of reads. It's like, well, I'm not dead. Am I? She she absolutely, that was, uh, uh, you know, yeah, she foretold that that very much accurately. Oh. She did not get to go to the reading fields. Funniest part of this episode that was this, wait, was that last week? I can't remember. When he kisses her. Last week. It was that last week. Oh, mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't here last week, so I didn't get to talk about when he kisses her and then Mark punches himself in the face. I yes. love that. And throws him <laughs> down the hole. To you know, and she's like, "What the hell? What? Why are you okay?" Yeah. Okay. Well, I missed that episode to talk about, so I had to talk about how funny I thought that was. But I think that's all we have for this episode, right? Yes, that is it. So, unless you guys got more predictions, that is it. I'm ready for the season finale. Ready, season finale. Yes, let's keep it that way. Season, not series. All right. Well, this has been our recap of episode. Five Asylum yes. of Moon Knight, and we will see you after the season finale. Bye. Peace Bye. out.